Hello everyone and welcome to the Right Views podcast, a podcast about innovative perspective on capitalism, democracy and geopolitics. I am Prasanna Naidu, lawyer and founder of Buddy Lawyers with Rahul Devgar, investor, lawyer and author of the book Subverting Capitalism and Democracy. Today we are going to talk about uh guess what? Afghanistan because everyone is talking about Afghanistan <laughs> because uh Afghanistan is very important uh as a geopolitical interest for almost all major powers throughout the world including india uh though it's not very like a major power yet but yes it's very important for us too and like for us um russia and china so uh i the let's start with this like why is china so much interested in afghanistan and especially uh taliban being in power there so that question answers like obviously because china or us ka banta nahi hai so it's better us stays away but uh, taliban a terrorist organization being in power there how will it help china much one thing i know is that afghanistan is rich in mineral resources so a lot of that will help china uh, boosting its manufacturing sector a lot but apart from that what are the things you would like to share um actually you know there's in this question you have uh, there are uh, multiple sub questions so first is why is china interested in afghanistan is one part of the question and why is china interested in taliban rather than any okay. other uh, this is another part of the question so basically you know uh, for that like you highlighted china's interest is one is commercial so there is lot of mineral deposits in afghanistan and uh, you can access uh, a lot of interesting uh, rare minerals including potassium uh, including uh, lithium and these kinds of things in afghanistan however no mining has taken place since probably 1960s if i am not uh, wrong so before uh, russia turned up in afghanistan even after russia turned up there is no mining and probably last 50 years or last 60 years there has been no commercial mining and this kind of operations in afghanistan what has happened is only war agriculture also is quite minimal there is a uh, uh, drugs and other related uh, uh, cropping is undertaken but that is also not uh, pro uh, you know so many afghanistani afghanis don't like that kind of cropping but there is some amount of agriculture and some amount of uh, activity but on a mass scale commercial mining in on uh, globally exportable case uh, like what we have in australia for example has never been undertaken in afghanistan since probably 1970s so that is one is a big risk uh, which means that the ore is still there okay which is the counter uh, thing. yes um, so that is uh, what china is eyeing so this is one commercial uh, aspect of uh, afghanistan secondly afghanistan also is a part of the silk route which existed in old time so basically in if you see the china's bri project which is the belt and road initiative you will see that china wants to create infrastructure uh, across the world 
which is uh, in tune with helping chinese trade outbound chinese trade basically not inbound they don't want to you know you as in indians or americans or europeans to sell their products in china what they want is efficiently move chinese made products into the world so those kinds of routes both sea routes and land routes um they are focused on so this is the commercial aspect of it the bri if you see they want to create these tradable assets so this is uh, if you see in the past uh, many of these uh, chinese growth characteristics what they want is they want to create a lot of infrastructure which will help employment which will help uh, credit and which will help create profits for chinese firms and that is why they are intent on creating it's not as much for benefit of afghanistan or benefit of pakistan or any other bri country as much as it is to help chinese companies make profit on chinese things if it creates a debt which is too large for these countries to bear and then they become um sort of uh, vassal state for china all the more better so it serves the strategic advantage not commercial okay but the commercial angle of bri is to help create profits for chinese companies and they they want to have work because china growth the gdp growth of china is highly investment driven so the more investment they make the more china will grow now they have to keep this up till chinese consumer goes on so this investment side needs projects which are there in afghanistan because afghanistan there is nothing everything is being bombed so everything can be rebuilt so this is what the chinese commercial interest is in afghanistan but there is also significant chinese strategic interest in afghanistan which means ki like we discussed uh, about the cpec the china pakistan economic corridor which gives access from china to right down to the uh, middle east which is the source of oil for china now cpec passes through pakistan occupied indian kashmir so that is a flash point okay so th- there china is likely to f- face difficulty in the future or even some you know there will be some uh, pressure on that point the other point where china can access this area is through afghanistan so china has a little bit of border with afghanistan very little okay india has border with afghanistan the, which is occupied by pakistan at the moment and this will help uh, sort of an access point is what china wants to create otherwise there will be a problem in that area so china if uh, if it gets access to afghanistan will sort of develop or make uh, its uh, middle east access more stable so the stability of china's middle east access will improve if it has friendly afghanistan government right if afghanistan is on china's side the third element of china's policy is towards iran because you know iran is now under sanctions which are not yet being revoked so iran is uh, only able to sell oil to you know uh, rogue countries like 
China. Basically, China wants to buy discounted oil from Iran, and it pays a little less for than the market rate because India used to buy oil from Iran, but then America and other countries they have clamped down on India's purchase from Iran. Instead, they have offered us cheaper Saudi oil. I mean, cheaper as in not cheaper. but they have offered us saudi oil and saudi arabia has an our deal with india saying ki we'll supply oil to you so this is uh, what they are trying to remove all the customers of iran and china is stepping into that place and iran and china are trying to have a relation now there is another problem china is not very good friends with russia they have common interest but it's not friends with russia russia however is a very good friend of iran okay so india iran and russia are good friends now india cannot help iran because of whatever india is ambivalent towards iran india doesn't like the regime in iran if it was the uh, the shah of iran india would be really happy but shah of iran is anti russia so all these complicated things are there but uh, iran is now friendly towards china because china is buying its oil now if in this scenario iran china afghanistan pakistan are all geographically contiguous belt right up to north korea so this becomes an advantage for china so a china gets a stable reliable access to middle east oil because afghanistan is bordering with iran and afghanistan border with iran is more amenable to china the present border iran shares with afghanistan with pakistan is through baluchistan which is anti pakistan so chinese cpec is under threat there so now with afghanistan as its ally china will have a more secure access that's what is happening but the third element of chinese uh, strategic um, in interest is from a theory which says that if eurasian mass contiguous eurasian mass gives you advantage uh in uh, you know geo strategic advantage that is the theory for uh, ge uh, you know uh, geopolitics which has been followed but in multiple uh, for multiple decades including hitler who wanted to create a geo uh, contiguous uh, eurasian landmass control of continuous contiguous Euro eurasian landmass so that is one aspect so there is a one theory which believes in control of the global seas and control of this is the counter to that which is control of the eurasian landmass which is the most valuable landmass in the whole world okay hmm. so if you control this landmass you can get access and now bri is one way to control this and this continuous uh, friendly regimes of iran pakistan Afghanistan, China, North Korea is one way of doing it, and Russia is also friend sort of. So um, that is so, the advantage that China is trying to create. So should we not be surprised in future if we see uh, a Chinese Afghanistan later on? Like uh, China is like um, getting involved a lot in Africa by investing a lot and. um by influencing the government and you know all of those things so there is 
Yes, okay. you are absolutely right because uh, you know Chinese influence in Afghanistan is uh, sort of bought over influence. So they control the governments. They help the uh, autocratic regimes to sort of get control of uh, the country. Africa, and there they yes in Africa. Uh -huh. So this is the model that they have followed, and that is what they are trying to replicate in Pakistan and Afghanistan also. But Africa is more like a market. It's a distant market. Okay, Africa doesn't have that. It has minerals, but it has no geostrategic advantage like Pakistan and Afghanistan have. Okay, for China. So Afghanistan, uh, sorry, Africa is like a market and material source of raw material. Okay. Also, uh, access point to Indian Ocean. Um, but to reach Af Africa is also oh, very difficult. Right. Mm -hmm, right. Uh, but now, if you have China in Afghanistan and Pakistan, that gives you a more secure because it's also an extension of their geography. So it is as good as Tibet 2.0. Mm -hmm. The way they annex Tibet, they could annex Pakistan and China, uh, Afghanistan any day. Not at immediately, but yes, you can think of that as a long term. And China thinks long term. It's not like America. You know, whatever Joe Biden thinks next day, he cannot think, remember what he thought yesterday. So it's not like that. It is like, you know, a long term thought has been going on in Chinese uh, strategic circles. So now imagine India is being surrounded. So on this side, we consider India's position. So our Eastern Front is now becoming fully China dominated. Northern Front was already China dominated. On the East, we have Burma, which is also friendly with China. Okay, Bangladesh has no independent, uh, you know, continuity with any part of the world. We are everywhere in, in, they have a small border with Burma, but apart from that, there is no direct connection with anyone. So leave aside Bangladesh, but Bangladesh is also in cahoots with uh, China. So you can imagine that India is being surrounded on all sides by China, on the land side. Mm -hmm. On the port side, they have a string of pearls kind of uh, strategy which has been going on. So this is what is containment of India, okay, which is being undertaken. So India has to be really uh, worried on the strategic front if Afghanistan uh, is really friendly with China. But there is a second element to it. Okay. So Afghanistan, like we have discussed in our earlier episode, Afghanistan is not a, a country which is like uniform. Okay. So Afghanistan, there is a tribal leadership. In fact, even Taliban is not fully uniform. Okay, so the Taliban that we are seeing in Afghanistan, who is in control in Afghanistan, is the pro-Pakistan arm of Taliban. Now, within Taliban also, there is an anti-Pakistan arm of Taliban, which is now suppressed for all practical purposes. Mm -hmm. But there are others like ISIS of Khorasan. There are other elements also in operation in Afghanistan. Which did the blast at the airport currently? Yes, which claim to have done the blast. Now, yeah. let me, uh, now there is only, there are, there is multiple things. See, this is a strategy which is articulated and created by the ISI. 
so these are multiple heads of the same monster okay so like taliban and uh, isis of khorasan may be convergent on certain objectives like anti america stance and they may be divergent on certain objectives as to what kind of policy may be implemented or who controls what territory so when their objectives converge they help each other okay and when their objectives diverge they will be fighting each other but that does not mean ki they are not your enemy mm-hmm. i am talking about america for america isis khorasan is as bad enemy as taliban so taliban will not attack because they are trying to have some deal so taliban will tip off isis of khorasan and get the bomb blast okay but if i mean i mean us should know this by now because this kind of stupidity has already happened in syria and iraq i think we are going to see another syria kind of situation in afghanistan where all these elements isis khorasan is fighting with taliban i mean I, we will call it pakistani taliban and then there will be a taliban which will be fighting pakistani taliban and isis khorasan because there is another element of taliban which is pure afghanistan okay which believes in afghanistan not in pro pakistan so all these elements have to be sorted out and some or the other is uh, country is sponsoring one of them iran is sponsoring some shiite elements in that because parts of taliban are sunni so they kill there are specific people who have been who are known like one of the commanders of taliban his name or whatever is nickname is that he is a shia killer something like that so now iran will not uh, tolerate that fellow so iran will support another person who is anti this fellow so all these kinds of things are going on and it's like a chemical reaction okay where all the materials are explosive when come together but just like in a chemical reaction that there is uh, you know some sort of a uh, what do you call catalyst uh, catalyst which can be uh, used china is that catalyst so when add china to the equation and all are stable okay and pro china so this is what is the worry for india and america uh, for that matter so we have to be terribly uh, conscious of this development russia is also worried in fact uh, you know it's not that russia is not worried russia also has uh, apprehension about what is going on but russia has got no direct contact with afghanistan or this area so it's okay for them okay so now that we have heard uh, and known what all is going on uh, let's have a prediction from you uh, what will be the future of afghanistan what do you think how will you predict uh, so i have two predictions mm-hmm. uh, one is uh, that i'll be wrong <laughs> and the second prediction i mean more more serious note uh, because things are very complicated there but uh, uh, you know uh, don't don't worry so, we are not going to send you to afghanistan if you no that is uh, <laughs> <laughs> no but the real conundrum is this that you know we will we are going to see um 
so we are not going to see any stability in afghanistan even in the near future even though taliban controls most of afghanistan so it's not going to be any more stable for the next let's say 3 4 5 years there is going to be a battle between afghanistan uh, sorry isis of khorasan and other kind of factions in afghanistan with taliban so there will be some sort of violence going on on a daily basis even continually going on uh, you know without abating we'll also see some sort of a uh, uh, violence against the citizens itself for either helping americans or just because taliban is anti women kind of uh, i guess it has already kind. started yeah it has already started and it is likely to amplify and you know uh, you will find some sort of that happening uh, the the so that is going to happen uh, you, you will you, see some do you yeah. think us will come again back to yes i think uh, us uh, may not be uh, coming again in terms of ground presence but it will definitely have a air superiority uh, cover established in afghanistan in some um, near future we can say because uh, you know this is not going to last okay and uh, the thing is ki us may not have presence in terms of boots on the ground but it will always be flying some aircraft and killing some you know using some drones and killing some talibani leader or some isis leader or something of that sort it will be you know doing in that space so us presence is going to be there but the more worrisome is going to be the chinese presence and we'll have to monitor this chinese presence very carefully chinese military presence may not be uh, like you know for war services but they will be protecting chinese assets so china may be creating a company and sort of started mining or something around pakistan border and chinese soldiers will be protecting chinese company and the mines and then they will be saying to afghanistan ki you know you can do what you want but don't attack chinese company that's all mm-hmm. and that sort of deals we can see uh, that sort of developments we may be able to see we have some uh, initial template in pakistan where chinese companies are operating with chinese security they are also sort of uh, buying brides if you if that's what is the correct term they are uh, indulging in uh, trafficking basically uh, of pakistani women to china and uh, this sort of thing is happening in uh, pakistan Uh, which will be the template for afghanistan also however uh, we can expect further destabilization in balochistan sindh uh, in south afghanistan where uh, there is a significant baloch population so balochistan is also spread between afghanistan pakistan and iran so you will find some uh, baloch uh, uprising of sorts or um baloch resistance to pakistan and afghanistan and if uh, it is played right and if us stops sponsoring pakistan then you will find that um, the disintegration of pakistan particularly from the northwest frontier province and in balochistan may be likely but it is all contingent on how us continues to fund pakistan or not because china fund see us is like a blind uh, fund provider so it provides the funds and there is a lot of leakage 
uh, within US, uh, like let's say if $100 billion comes in, 50 will go towards the activities that actually US wants and rest 50 will be to sort of deepen uh, the the uh, Pakistani military's uh, control over Pakistani state. That's what is happening. But when Chinese money comes in, Chinese money protects only Chinese assets. They don't protect Pakistani military or anything else. They only protect Chinese things. Now that is a problem because Pakistani military is not a Pakistani military for all its flaws is a professional military. Okay, so mm. it will not accept so long as it is. Uh, getting rich, it will not mind. But the soldier on the ground is not getting rich, then it will be a problem. So as of now, uh, if China finances selectively its own assets and its own people, its own companies, then we will have problems in Pakistan also. And you will see some disintegration of Pakistan. So that is the best case. So then if Balochistan and Sindh are separated from Pakistan, then China will lose all the advantage of Afghanistan because it will have no access to Indian Ocean or any part of Middle East. It will be through land only, which will be subject to all these warlords. So uh, the American interference will come because of all these other small actors who are, uh, you know, terrorist actors and uh, Al-Qaeda related entities. And also because of China. But uh, see, America, uh, there is a huge financing network. Haqqani network is there. There are elements of Al-Qaeda. There are elements of ISIS Khorasan, which are completely anti-American. And, you know, they are not even... Uh, negotiating with America. So there's not like that America will ever classify them in a questionable way. They will go after them. Hmm. And uh, so we will see some sort of American presence because of those elements. So Afghanistan continues to remain unstable. Chinese companies will come in and start mining, protected by Chinese troops, some sort of trafficking, human trafficking under Chinese guidance as we seen in Pakistan and hopefully some resistance in the Balochistan Sindh region and uh, then we can have some peace for India. Otherwise, it's going to be very difficult. So, okay. we have to look at the Eastern Front also from India's point of view. So, Burma, if Burma becomes India friendly, then it will be a, easier to manage. Otherwise, it will become a problem. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, let's keep an eye uh, what happens in future and hope for the best, especially for the Afghan citizens. Uh, yeah, the whole point is that Afghan citizens, we let's hope that uh, they have some peace and uh, they get their country back and uh, they're able to sort of have peace in their own country. Hmm. On that note, let's end this episode. And if you all haven't checked out the previous episodes, you can check it out. We also have an uh, episode of Afghanistan history. So you can watch that and listen to that too. And if you all have any questions, suggestions, anything, do tweet us or uh, you can DM us on Instagram. Or, and also you can DM us personally on Twitter, like Rahul and me. So do check it out. Thank you. Thank you.